Welcome to the Black Voice. It's time to get real. We are here to motivate and promote positive change for black culture. And this is a show featuring you. Call into the show 24-7 at anchor.fm slash blackvoicej. From there, hit message and you can be heard on future episodes. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe and rate on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be sure you don't miss any future episodes. This is the Black Voice with Jay Clark. Y'all stay tuned. back to another edition of the black voice thank you all for joining us this week a very special episode once again for you guys i know i i say that every week but today we're joined by travis miller a community organizer and leader amongst his people travis serves on many different local and city boards and today he joins us to talk about the march on washington 2020 and we also propose the questions why vote why March and why now? So open your hearts and ears. You guys enjoy this conversation between Travis and myself. Don't forget to follow us at Black Voice J on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hit us on YouTube and make sure you subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to make sure we reach more people. This is another edition of the Black Voice. Y'all stay tuned. The following message is from our sponsor, Negritis. Negritis is a family-owned and operated Afrocentric apparel boutique, celebrating the beauty of blackness and the power of melanin. Find Negritis on Instagram at Negritis, that's N-E-G-R-A-T-E-E-S, or shop at Etsy.com slash shop slash Negritis. That's Etsy.com slash shop slash Negritis. Welcome to another edition of The Black Voice. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Travel Miller from the Kankakee, Illinois area. Mr. Miller has joined me here today. Um, I should say I invited him on today just because of the, the awesome work he's doing in the community as far as motivating, as far as giving a voice to, to those who may not have it. So um, I'm thankful and I welcome Travel to the show today. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the show. I'm glad to join you. No doubt, no doubt. So the focus on this show, uh, we're going to talk a lot about protesting and marches and about what the media says about, you know, what's really going on with the troops. So, Trav, I know you were out in D.C., my man. Can you give the people a overview of your experience in Washington, D.C. for the, uh, the anniversary of the Martin Luther King March? Uh, yeah, so uh, I had the opportunity to go down um, to this D.C. for the 57th annual uh, March on Washington. It was a very humbling and historic experience for me uh, being able to be around such a, a vast uh, group of people uh, all uh, coming together in Washington, D.C. Uh, to recognize and just explain and tell to the world that the lives of black men and women continue to matter 
for me to be standing in the same space that Dr. King and so many others who gone before us stood uh, was such a breathtaking moment to see and look out over the crowd and see the hundreds and thousands of people who came together uh, just, you know, to be a part of this, I do believe was um, a monumentous occasion. Most definitely, most definitely. And I was out there myself, and I can, I can definitely second that, man. It was just an amazing time, amazing weekend, good energy all around. Um, even first getting there, man, two of the strangest things that I seen in D.C. was actually I was walking to the march. Um, you know, being there, this team like the march is everywhere, but I was walking to the crowd, and there were just two, I'm talking about blonde hair, blue eyes, like straight Cali boy looking you know, white guys, and they were walking opposite direction to me, fully decked out in Black Lives Matter gear. And I'm like, man, it's just amazing. Like, you never know who's supporting you, man. It doesn't matter what they look like. This is truly a, you know, a racist versus non-racist type of fight. It's nothing about color at this point, man. Anybody who has a heart who, you know, sees value in someone who may not, who may be underserved, overlooked, you know, they're on our side at this point. It's, it's no longer just a black, a black versus white issue. But what do you say related to the march, man? D.C. was awesome. There's been marches all over the country. Of course, there's been demonstrations, you know, daily to this point. What do you say to an individual, especially an African-American, a black individual, that says marching doesn't matter, that we've been marching for years, we've been marching since Martin Luther King and nothing's changed? What do you say to the individuals with that type of attitude? Um, There is a song by Raphael Sadiq that simply says, keep on, keep on marching. Um, We are at a pivotal time in history where we can't stop and explain to people what marching does. Mm -hmm. We as a people have to just keep marching on. The people in Jericho never asked God what marching does. They wanted the walls of Jericho to come down. God commanded them on the seventh day to march seven times and the walls of Jericho fell. In order for them to get what they wanted, they had to keep marching. Uh, If Mother Moses, a.k.a. Harriet Tubman, had stopped to explain to folks what marching does, she would never have had time to free 100 slaves. But what she did was free one group of slaves, march through dangerous terrain, through hell's backyard, through danger seen and unseen, to get more slaves and march them to a land called Freedom. Uh, If people of Montgomery would have stopped to explain what marching does, they would not, with the help of Rosa Parks, been able to shut down Montgomery transit system, causing the city transit system to nearly collapse, birthing what we know as the civil rights movement, establishing what we know as the Montgomery bus boycott, and withholding the black dollar from funding the transit system for Montgomery from December 5th, 1955, to December 20th, 1966, until the Supreme Court had to say, we heard the feet of the marchers Mm -hmm. and we have to make some change. Uh, From Martin Luther King, uh, March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom and Economic Stability. From John Lewis's March on Selma for the constitutional rights for black folks to vote. From a black brother from the south side of Chicago, March from a community activist, to a Illinois state senator, to a United States senator, to the first black president of the United States, the thunderous echo of the feet of black men and women 
has always brought about change. So we have to keep marching as, uh, excuse me, my voice had went out. I know your I know your voice going now, man. I've been seeing you out there. <laughs> I've been yeah. seeing you out there, man. So much, so much passion involved, man. It's all genuine and love. But it's like everybody on the outside always has an opinion, man. Everybody that's it seems like people that aren't doing anything to promote the culture, mm-hmm. people that aren't doing anything to push their culture forward, those are the ones that seem to always have an opinion. And that goes back to something else I posted earlier this week about BLM slash Black Lives Matter. It's like some people come out of the woodworks anytime you post something about BLM or Black Lives Matter. BLM isn't for black people. BLM is a, is a terrorist organization. It's always something, you know what I'm saying? But people like myself, and I believe you, we don't necessarily promote Black Lives Matter or BLM, the organization. We're literally promoting that Black Lives Matter because <laughs> uh-huh. there's people that literally do not understand that or they get that concept through their head. They see black skin and black people and they see less value, which is a, that's, that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? But man, it, you mentioned you mentioned before we started talking. Um, what you're currently doing is more important than you know some of the things that you were doing in your past. Can you go a little bit more into that? As far as some of the things that I've done, um, just uh, for the last decade and a half, um, I, I think my community service work started in the realm of education. I have always been a uh, a uh, mover and um, shaker for education. Uh, always been a uh, person who was very supportive, uh, still is very supportive of our students. So um, I started a back to school book bag drive. And when I first did it, I mean, I couldn't afford book bags and everything. So I would just put supplies in like a Ziploc bag, a gallon size Ziploc bag and give away to students um, throughout the years for uh, about 13 years. I was uh, able to continue that movement um, to where I was giving away 400 plus uh, book bags, nice book bags to students throughout our community. Um, been active in the uh, Flint, uh, Michigan uh, water crisis, been active in assisting people uh, that have been devastated by hurricanes, Katrina, uh, been active here in the community as it relates to some of the floods that have taken place and uh, our sister uh, counties, far as like Waseca, Illinois, Aroma Park. Um, I've always been involved in community. Uh, I currently serve on the board of the Kankakee County Renewed Opportunities uh, Board for the Kankakee County Sheriff's Department. I've been on that board since 2015, something I've always been passionate about as it relates to the recidivism rate of um, those inmates coming out of our prison and our jails um, for the city of Kankakee in a position where I am assisting people as it relates to housing development. It is with the uh, ECDA uh, and that's the Economic Development uh, Community Agency. Uh, and so I serve on uh, that board as well. Um, so it's many different uh, boards and organizations are currently a part of the Black Board of Kankakee, a uh, new grassroots organization that we are just birthing. So just always been involved, always 
uh, willing to roll up my sleeves. And when I roll up my sleeves, uh, I roll them up in order to get my hands dirty. Um, not necessarily keeping my sleeves down in order to have clean hands, but rolling my sleeves up in order to get uh, my hands dirty. I like that. I like that. I like that. And you, I mean, so you're, you're involved in a community. You're involved in local politics. I'm, I'm guessing you're a voting advocate. Say that's true. Mm-hmm. How do you yes. feel about the individuals? The second part of that question of it, the individual that say voting doesn't matter. And this in this day and age, being close to the election, this most important election that we're approaching, how do you respond to those individuals who still at this point say voting does not matter? So I have to tell you a story. So when I got my first car, um, the dealer of the car lot handed me the keys. I get in the car in excitement. Um, started the car and was ready to take off. Um, the dealer knocked on the window and said, young man, always remember to change the oil every 3,000 miles. Uh, I asked the question, why, why do I need to change the oil? And he said, if you refuse to change the oil, it could damage and lock the engine and ruin the car. Um, mm. And so I apply that with what's going on in our nation today. Every four years, we have the adubable right to change the oil in our nation. If we refuse to pull up to the voting booth and examine the engine of our nation, then we as a people, we as black people, we as a a, a community, we are responsible for a nation that has a dirty, oily, filthy, nasty, old, locked up, unmoving, not going anywhere, not working, unstable, corroded, and corrupt system. Most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I, I can completely, I agree with that, man. And I can, I feel like I can speak to both sides on the voting issue. There's a lot of people that just don't feel heard, man. And they, they feel like that voting is not the way for them to be heard. You know, a lot of those same people think that looting and rioting is the way to be heard, which is also probably not the answer. But there's a large group of people that look like us, even even individuals that don't look like us. They have lost complete hope in the political system, complete hope in voting. Um, And I, I would want you, man, as someone that's involved locally on the ground, which when we speak about voting, we always emphasize local voting. What are some some issues, some policies, if you will, some changes that in your eyes need to be made and can be made um, that can possibly be influenced by voting? What are some of those, you know, issues that can have an immediate impact from something such as a vote or a change in political office? With most of our protests, you hear a lot of people saying we need to defund the police. Um I'm not a fan of the term defund, uh, more of transformation. Mm. Uh, we need to transform our police. Um, we need to reform police, rebuild police, and retrain police, and reprioritize investments. Um, those investments should be reallocated to our communities, our parks, our neighborhoods, schools, mental health facilities, and more. We also need sensitivity training, more community policing and engagement. Um, These changes are best practices by voting and by action. Uh, And some changes that can, uh, it's some changes that can only happen by voting. Um, It's some that can happen by getting involved 
being engaged, asking questions, demanding change, providing solutions, and being a part of those solutions. Um, I've always talked about the baton. I, I, I ran track for um, several years in school, and um, it's time that the baton be passed. And in order to, when, we, when, we, when, when young people say, well, they feel that they, uh, no one is listening to them, then tell them to hand over the baton. Mm. And you have to be ready to take that baton and you have to be ready to lead. Stop telling the people or the person that's holding the baton that refused to pass it what you want and demand them hand the baton over. And if they don't want to hand the baton over, then you say, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start my own race. Mm. And uh, I don't need you and the four people that's on your relay to help me. I start my own team and we will run. And outrun y'all because y'all been running for so long. So, I, you know, saying y'all probably <laughs> tired by now. You know? So what we would do, because we so full of energy, we so full of excitement, we would get the baton because what's happening is we still running in circles. And we don't need to, in, 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 in track and field, that's okay to run in circles. But we can't be running in circles in this marathon. Mm. We got to be running full speed ahead. And so that is what's needing to happen. And so while we're getting frustrated and people saying, well, nobody is listening to me. Nobody is, uh, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, my vote does not matter. It's because we are voting for people who still running a, a, a race that involves a circular movement. Mm. This movement has to be straight ahead, full speed ahead. But we got to realize what our target is and, 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 and where we want to go. Most definitely. And that's super important you know having an agenda having some some policies in mind some changes that you actually have in mind we can't just be mad you know what i'm saying we can't just be emotional and and live in that mind state forever we actually have to to bring action and move forward i like that you highlighted some changes can only you know happen through voting mm-hmm. while that's true some changes can only happen through action but collectively together that's how we truly push push things forward you also mentioned my man. Um, I want to I want to touch on this a little bit. You don't want to be labeled an activist, but a community a community organizer. And I do think that black activist kind of has a, a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people associate that with almost a, a villain role in the eyes of America, and quite frankly, that becomes a safety issue. Um, mm-hmm. In my mind, personally, I I see in this next generation. I see with the with the movement of the black youth that we have, with the minority youth that we have, that it seems to be, I mean, there's a thousand Malcolms and a thousand Garvey's and a thousand Roses and a thousand Martins. I don't necessarily worry about, I don't want to say the safety of individuals, but I don't worry about the the safety of the entire movement as a whole. I think we have enough bodies right now moving together to make true change in the future um, and going forward. What do you think about that? Um, I do believe we, we, we have a, um, we've started a movement that is bringing a lot of people from, um, behind the scenes, uh, and bringing them to the forefront. Uh, we have a lot of people that I'm seeing who are not, um, not ashamed to be on the front lines. Um, and on the, we, we need strong men, strong women on the front lines of what we're fighting for, speaking up for change and demanding change. There are many leaders of this movement, 
And when we began to label one person as the voice of the black community, uh, that person becomes a target. Um, there cannot be one voice for a, uh, a body of people. There are millions of people that make up the black body. Um, and one voice cannot be able to speak for all of these individuals. Uh, I do not consider myself, I, I have for the longest, uh, uh, consider myself as an activist. So many times people have told me, you're more of an organizer. Uh, you are willing to um, organize, bring things together, put things in, in, in proper place. Uh, and yeah, the word activist has uh, began to get a negative uh, meaning behind it. And um, I'm not necessarily shying away from the word, um, but I want people to understand I'm not just out here just marching and uh, uh, shutting the streets down, shutting the highways down, um, and then just going home and going to bed and wake up and doing it again. But I'm a person that, in spite of me shutting down the highways in the morning, by the afternoons, I'm meeting with senators and mayors and elected officials and judges and state's attorneys in order to get the change that I asked for in the morning while shutting down the highway. Mm. And what you have is you have a lot of people, they just shutting stuff down and just uh, and, and, and just marching and just, you know, uh, 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 making signs. And you got folks looting and tearing stuff up, but they don't know what they really want. And so I believe with the organizational uh, aspect of what I'm doing is uh, I I'm saying one thing, but I'm going out there and demanding and getting and meeting with the right people uh, and advocating for uh, those changes in the right ways. Most definitely, most definitely, man. And to kind of wrap things up, could you just speak to maybe one of the more memorable moments that you've had um, in this in this historic time period, to say the least? Oh, man, it has been so many, so many um, historical moments. I think for me, um, what what uh, I remember is I was in um, Moments, and, uh, Moments, Illinois, and uh, it got a little uh, rough in Moments, and I'm sitting there yelling, uh, Black Lives Matter, and... Uh, there was a group of anti-protesters who come to protest, uh, a nonviolent protest, and they began to yell, all lives matter. And uh, I yelled back, black lives matter. And again, they yelled back, all lives matter. And we went back and forth for um, a few minutes. And this small little uh, white girl, probably stand about five, five, long blonde hair, blue eyes, um, came from behind me, stood in front of me, and kind of shielded me and looked those anti-protesters in the face and said, all lives do not matter until black lives matter. Mm. When she said that, those folks put their signs down, put their Trump flags up, put their signs down that said blue lives matter, tucked their shirts and went on about their business. 
And that was very uh, memorable for me uh, because, like you mentioned, when you got to Washington and you seen folks from California look like they from Cali out there, you never know who goes stand up and support you. And there has been more folks that don't look like us mm-hmm. that have been fighting for us. Folk that don't come from the same neighborhoods that we come from, but showing up to our neighborhoods, fighting for us. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate those who may not look like the black community, but standing with the black community, uh, they get it. They understand. They have a heart. They have compassion. Um, uh, I- I'll say this and I'll wrap up. There is black lives. There is brown lives. Um, blue lives. There's no blue lives. Um, and, and I even spoke to a police officer who said, I don't know what a blue life is. Uh, a police officer put on a blue uniform, but he can pick that uniform up and take it down at the end of the day. We cannot pick up our skin in the mm-hmm. morning and take it down by night. We are who we are. We black. We proud of it. And we're going to continue to let the world know that our life, not the organization Black Lives Matter, whatever that is. We don't care about the the organization of Black Lives Matter, but the actual life, the actual human life and blood of black men and women and children matter. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate you, Tribe, joining me today, man. I hope the people enjoyed our conversation. Just keeping it real and thorough, man. Um, I hope you guys got some good information from it. Thank you, man. Doubt, You guys tune in next week. This wraps up another edition of The Black Voice. Be sure in the meantime, go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, IG, at Black Voice J. And don't forget to call us in, man. Anchor.fm slash Black Voice J. Give us your opinion on this episode or any previous episodes, and you will be featured on future shows. Y'all take care. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to The Black Voice, where we motivate and promote change for black culture. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and rate on any platform that you're listening on to help us reach more people. Also, don't forget to participate. Visit anchor.fm slash blackvoicej, hit message, and be heard on future episodes. There's power in numbers, there's power in communication, and together we shall surely rise. This is The Black Voice with Jay Clark. Peace.